From Dr. Peter Pronovost, you're listening to Micro Moments with Peter. Hello, Peter. Uh, welcome to the first episode of our new podcast, Micro Moments with Peter. I'm thrilled to be starting this podcast with you. Um, I know it's something we've talked about for a while now, and the wisdom that you share with all of us who are lucky enough and fortunate enough to work closely with you, I think is something that's priceless. Um, And I'm really excited that we get to share these conversations now more broadly moving forward. Kelsey, thanks. And for your expertise, I'm really excited too, because the, the wisdom that I share is in all of us. We just have to find a way to get it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about why you wanted to start a podcast in the first place. You know, Kelsey, our group is something magical. I mean, as you participate and help create it, when we're together, we feel this energy, this, this love, this passion, and the results have been breathtaking. But our group is is doesn't reach broad enough. And we get constant requests to share some of what we're doing or the thoughts or how are we approaching things. And so we realized we needed a broader medium to, to share the amazing work our team is doing with the world. And yet we wanted to be more contemporary in the way we reached out. You know, people are busy. Emails are the death knell. I dread my weekends digging out of emails. But podcasts are a medium that are flourishing that people are always pressed for time, but they could carve out, you know, 15 minutes or so for a podcast. So what we decided was a podcast that'll be short and we'll share with you some of these wisdoms and count every podcast will have a take-home message that's impactful for your lives. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we landed on this title of micro moments and um, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit more about why that title, why micro moments, and what that means to you. Yeah, Kelsey, thank you. It's a very carefully chosen word uh, at two levels. One, we're all super busy and running around in our lives. And so we wanted this podcast to be short, uh, brief, but in fact, impactful. So micro moments is that idea of let's just taking a minute. But also on a deeper level, you know, from the biology of love, that love is lived in micro moments. Uh, it's when our uh, connection happens w- with people. And so we want to reflect that these, I hope, will feel that people will be connected in love through this discussion. Uh, and this podcast will indeed be a micro moment for us all to connect together. Yeah, I love that. Uh, we talk a lot about you know, connection and and leading with love. Um, can you talk a little bit about your philosophy in, you know, that approach of leading with love and what that means um, and how that looks? Yeah, Kelsey, thanks. It's a really key part of our transformation. Um, and it's foundational to understand that we are all connected to each other. And, and let me share with you, if you look at a beautiful mountain with snow or a beach or the sun shining on a river, you get this sense of awe. And that awe feeling is that there's something more powerful than us, that we're connected to something bigger, something with deeper meaning. If you're religious, people may call that God or grace. 
if you're spiritual, you may call it a universal power, but, but let's just call it love, that sense of being connected, right? And it's beautiful and powerful when you experience it. But many of our problems in healthcare in the world result from a lack of love, that they result from one group of people thinking that another group of people is less worthy or is undeserving, or their voice isn't heard because they're not smart enough or bright enough. And our view of transformation is entirely different. We believe that everyone is capable to lead transformation. So we seek to inspire rather than control. We recognize that people need to belong to a peer learning community where we break down silos and create a structure and culture where ideas could spread rapidly and flourish. So we're constantly innovating, constantly sharing your promising practices and your ability to speak up doesn't depend on the letters that are after your name, but you're worthy simply because you're part of this human condition and you're connected with love. And then we build systems to redesign care so people can stay healthy at home. It's been working amazingly well, but we're just scratching the surface and understanding it. And we think this podcast will help illuminate our understanding more. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, the, the believe and the belong and the build is something that we, you know, hear all the time um, working with you. And it's, it's something that really grounds um, a lot of us who are, who are trying to work through some of this transformation um, in healthcare. So I want to go back actually to the micro moments and uh, see if there's a micro moment in your life that kind of stands out to um, help our listeners sort of know what know what you're talking about when you say a micro moment of love. Like what is what is an example of that for you um, that seemed small in the moment but left an, a lasting impact in your life? Yeah, Kelsey, I'll share. Um a couple, because they're just these beautifully rich examples uh, in, in our lives. Um, one was when I was a teenager, and I was a little bit rambunctious teenager. <laughs> I remember my mom had surgery. She had a hysterectomy, and so she was in bed sitting at home, and I was sitting in bed cuddling with her, and I remember saying, Mom, you know, is, is it okay if I tell you some of the things that we've done? And she's like, oh, sure, Peter, go ahead and talk. And so I share with her about all the, the different mischiefs that I've did in my life. And, <laughs> and she was like both laughing and angry, like, oh, my God, what do I do? And it was just like such a bonding moment of, of you know, connections. Um, and then I remember repeating that with my two children uh, separately with my daughter said to me, hey, dad, you know, can I sit, can I share with you when I kind of was away at camp and I, as she said, I let out my inner crazies and I'm sitting here, oh my God. <laughs> and she shared her inner crazies when she was at her all, all girls camp. In medicine, um, I had them all the time. I'll never forget, Kelsey. I was caring for a, a woman uh, in the ICU and she had advanced cancer and was dying uh, and, you know, was quite suffering. And her family was uh, very religious. They're strong Catholics and, and believed that she was going to have a miracle and didn't want to put any limitations on care. And her body was literally decaying in front of us. And there was 
no chance that she was going to leave. And I, I, we weren't communicating. She didn't understand how sick she was. They were seeing through the lens of, you know, well, there'll be a miracle. You're, we're at the great hospital. You're going to save her. And I wanted a way to connect to the family to say, there's nothing else I can do medically. And I went into them and said, I took off my white coat and said, could we pray together? And they'd been praying around her bed uh, as they were quite religious. And I said, I I've done all that I can as a physician and, and there's nothing left for us to do, but prayer is important. So why don't we pray together? And so we stood around the bed and we held hands and afterwards, we stopped and the family said, we're ready to limit support now, Peter. And, wow. and wow. then I, a final micro moment, Kelsey, because they're all over the place. And I, I share these just because I think it helps people to understand who I am. Yeah. You know, my work um, in safety got driven by two micro moments. One in when my father came home at the young age of 50 to die from a cancer misdiagnosis and he was just writhing in pain. And, you know, I held vigil at his bedside for five days as he was just suffering, watching him. And my mom couldn't take the suffering. And so she was in my bed and I was in hers and he had a hospital bed in there. And I just developed this deep conviction that health care or patients deserve so much more than we give them. Yeah. And then after a little girl, Josie King died of a catheter infection, uh, her mother wanted to work with us. And she asked me if I would come to their home. And, and I went to their home with she and her husband. And I saw a picture of Josie and she looked hauntingly like my daughter, Emma. I mean, like frighteningly, she was born days apart and eerily she died on my birthday right and her mother said what are you going to do to prevent this from ever happening again and that kind of call to arms launched um my work to say it's not enough to publish it's not enough just to be a provider we have to redesign systems to get to zero harm so yeah. probably too long that, that you wanted to know kelsey but no um, no that the, the was it, Kelsey, when you're open to micro moments, yeah. they happen all the time. You just need to be living in the present. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. No, that, that, those are all wonderful examples. And, um, I think that's, you know, what I, what I'm hoping for in, in this podcast. And I think you'd agree, um, you know, I think our listeners just want to get to know you at least to start, you know, I think we'll dive in as, as, uh, the episodes go on, we will get into, you know, more topics about the ever-changing healthcare landscape and all of the great work that's going on here at UH. But, you know, I think connecting with you and, and learning more about you and your passions, um, is a great, is a great foundation for us to lay. And so, um, obviously you are, incredibly passionate about um, transforming and improving healthcare, um, getting us to zero harm and, and all of that. But um, can you tell us a little bit more about you personally, something that you're passionate about outside of, outside of the healthcare industry? Yeah, thanks, uh, Kelsey. I'm uh, 
passionate about being out in nature. I mean, like the generative and the re-energizing power of connecting to the universe outside is uh, such a great gift that I love. And whether it's exercising or running or swimming or biking or skiing uh, outside or hiking, uh, but just connecting to the sun and the environment and being mindful of the plants and the birds as they walk is just so it's soul food and it's idea ironically been an inspiration of much of our transformation work because the organizational structure of nature is this concept of a fractal and we've bored on that to create that concept of a fractal as an organizing management theory in all the transformation work we do right Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of people will um, recognize the term fractal management system. Um, we've heard it a lot um, throughout the throughout the past year or so. And um, I'm wondering if you can expand a little bit about uh, upon um, a fractal management system, what that means. It sounds big and complicated. Um, and so if you could just expand a bit on that, I think that would be great. Yeah, Kelsey, thanks so much. And, you know, this has been an area of my own personal growth because I think I, we feel it in our heart and we see it work, but we haven't communicated it as effectively. And so right. a, a fractal management system is an approach to quality improvement uh, that is based on love. And, and what I mean is that it's an approach to accelerate improvement in quality that is based on a profound respect for the wisdom of everybody, of all the people who touch a process mm -hmm. that brings teams together to draw upon their collective innovation so ideas could meet and mate and learn faster and improve faster. And that builds enduring structures to help ensure that patients actually do get better and our outcomes do improve. But let me take a step back, Kelsey, and say what a fractal is and how it connects to nature. Fractals are structures that are ubiquitous in nature that are identical shape, but varying size structures that repeat. So think fern, flower, tree, broccoli, snowflake, mountaintops. They're all over in nature and they're in our bodies. They're our glomeruli, our capillaries, our alveoli, our fractals. And fractals developed, Kelsey, because as you had natural organizations that grow and evolve in many different shapes. Like think of our lungs or a tree or a, a, a head of broccoli. It would be incredibly cumbersome if we had to write a new genetic code every time we wanted to take another bend or build something. Right. And so what underlies fractal are sim simple mathematical rules that guide how things grow. And we use that concept to say, and based on our theories of love is that the simple rule that we will all govern by is that every higher level of the organization will create a table, you know, a structure that every lower level has a voice. They have a seat at the table. And if the table is too crowded, add another branch to the tree. Mm -hmm. And we map out literally all of university hospitals across the continuum from board to bedside. And what that allows us to do is three beautiful things. One is people help co-create goals so they have a say in them. Two, it creates a structure for horizontal learning from different departments for different areas 
And three, it's a vertical accountability for performance. Results matter. So we can say, yeah, not to judge people, but to ensure there's success. You see, Kelsey, because we know that change progresses at the speed of trust. And trust grows when we do things with rather than to people. So having that structure where people have a seat, we're doing it with them. They're co-creating. And as a result, we get wiser interventions that we improve faster and we learn faster. And so there's this virtual cycle. And frankly, it just feels better. It's a lot more fun than these top-down approaches. And it's so that's the nature part of how we brought into this management system, <clears throat> all informed by our deep belief that the secret of high quality is love and respecting and connecting with everyone. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. So I think um, some of our listeners, if they want to learn more about the fractal management system, um, we have a team that's actually working on deploying um, trainings across the organization um, to make sure that everyone knows just exactly how to implement that. You know, we we talk about it at theory, but um, giving everyone the tools they need to actually go out and, and do that. So um, is there is there a team that that if a listener wants to reach out um, that they can contact? Yeah, Kelsey, I think they could just connect to you, Kelsey yeah. Fuller. And we, we have training. And, you know, let me just say one word on the training, Kelsey, because I think we think about management system and we're all focused on the technical piece. Do I have yeah. goals and measures? And, and those are important. Right. But they're secondary to the culture or the adaptive piece of the fractal management system. The part of, of treating people with, with respect or connecting in love and if those things are true, well, then how are you treating people? I mean, I'll give yeah. you a simple example, Kelsey, is if saying I really respect people, that means that your job, if you're leading a team, is to clarify why we're doing these to touch people's heart and agree on what the goal is, but keep your hands off of how to do it. That's the wisdom of the frontline people who have far more wisdom than a manager will to do that. But too often we see managers forget the why and the what, and they tell people, you will go use this checklist or you will do this. And they fail and they demoralize people, right? This is truly believing that people are beautiful and they're and they're powerful to solve these problems and then inspire and unleash them. Right. And that's something everyone can take away from this today. Um, outside of any formalized training, just take that that pearl of wisdom, that that thought in mind of, start today by, you know, changing and shifting that culture within your own teams. Yeah, that's exactly right. A simple rule to say is, am I doing things with rather than two people, right? Or mm. am I defining how, or am I defining why and what the goals are? And I, and I encourage or empower the frontline staff to figure out how. Right. Wonderful. Well, I think in an effort to keep these episodes short and sweet, um, I want to thank you uh, for speaking today on um, some personal stories and sharing some of your heart with um, with this uh, with the listeners who who are listening today. Um, I think next episode we'll we'll hopefully dive in a bit deeper into what's happening in healthcare right now, um, what our caregivers need to know, and um, just to close out, um, I know that you're an avid reader, and I thought maybe a nice way to uh, 
end our podcast would be uh, if you could share with us a favorite book of yours or something that you've recently read that you'd recommend to our listeners. Yeah, uh, great, Kelsey. There's a book called Everybody Matters that is this approach that that treating everyone with respect, that's a great management book. Um, There's another book called Multipliers that I use a lot that is a lot relies on the same therapy. And then so recently I've been reading a lot of uh, books by Thich Nhat Hanh. He recently passed, he's a Buddhist monk, but basically have puts these theories in, in, about treating people with love. And matter of fact, he's got a book called Love that's just so uh, powerful. But Kels, let me just invite the audience to say, uh, please stay tuned. Because what we've planned, or Kelsey and I have planned, is the episodes will, now that you have a little bit of the theory behind you, will be examples of people in our environment who are living this approach and the impact that they're having on their teens and our lives. And there's so much great work going on here at UH that we want to share it with you. So we'll reframe these principles that we talked about, but they'll be lived in real-world examples from so many people around uh, UH who are just making such a good impact. So we really hope you join tune, stay tuned and participate in micro moments with us. I'm Peter Pronovost and we're working to leverage the power of love within and between people to radically transform health and healthcare.